You're listening to the Pigskin Cafe, a podcast covering the wild world of college football. On tap for today are hot takes, controversy, and analysis on your favorite team. Pull up a seat and your host, Hampton Sipper, will be with you in three, two, one. And we are back, or should I say, bang, bang. Welcome back in to the Pigskin Cafe. My name is Hampton Sipper, and I will be your host this evening. And joining me tonight, making their triumphant return, the band is back together again. I have the host of Talk of Champions, a.k.a. TOC, I about butchered that, Jamie Barnes and LG. Guys, it's an honor to have you join me on the Pigskin Cafe. How's it been going between the both of you? Before Louis starts a rant, it's going good. Um, I appreciate you inviting us on here. Um, I'll go ahead and say this. Uh, we've already told Louis to be on his best behavior. Yes, um, we did. We did. No cussing. <laughs> but that's pretty much all he's got in his repertoire. So sorry in advance. All right. It's, it's- it's great to be with you, get, getting the boys back together since, you know, JB's too, too Hollywood for us now with his big boy job. <laughs> we, we can't even be on our own podcast. So, you know, our former intern that now uh, is making, making waves in the media world has to have us on, on his own show. But de- delighted to be with you. Glad uh, we aren't recording this yesterday at this time because I was about two to three glasses of red wine deep and <laughs> wouldn't have been good. No, I don't think it would have been good. And, hey, I'm honored and stoked to have y'all on here tonight. And I would just have to say to the listeners out there, everything that I do well, I got from these two gentlemen right here for um, all their mentoring and the great example they set on their on their good pod, Talk of Champions. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors. We have Play Action Pools, who is hosting our NFL and college football pick them. Um, I'm not doing too hot this week. I think I've gotten like two two games right against the spread. It's been an abysmal week for me, but we'll we'll bounce back. But be sure to go follow them and support them and all the great stuff they're doing. And we want to give a quick shout-out to our guy, Graham Kersher at Graham's. Be sure to follow him on Instagram to add um, some vintage streetwear, jerseys, and thrift shopping to your wardrobe. Um, he's got Slade Bolden as an ambassador, um, and uh, Slade for sure dresses better than he played yesterday. So, shout out to him and uh, go support Graham and all his good work. So, um, guys, I, I would like to interject here, Hampton. Are those interject. real um, sponsors, or did you do the Talk Champions thing where we fake sponsors? <laughs> it's not like that bar in Oxford. No, these are real. These uh, are real. No, no free ads. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> What was the name of that bar? It's the Daiquiri Bar. I, I just I know. texted it to you. Don't don't say it though. They don't like us. Uh, I don't like them. Yeah. No, they were okay with us. They're okay uh, with us. Yeah, I still don't like them though. Um, another thing, uh, you mentioned that you were, quote unquote, an intern for Talk of Champions. Since this is your podcast, Hampton, I think that you should appoint Louie as your intern. Ooh, I like that idea, Jamie. Yeah. Okay. And then also, yeah. I have another point. Um, okay. Who are who are the other guys that are I'm complete listener of, of your podcast, but who are the other guys that are on the podcast <laughs> with you? 
Because I would so, like to send my condolences in advance because the fans are going to rave over this one. <laughs> oh, man. Graham and Shep and Chase and old Big Wode Swad. Wait, probably, Graham's the sponsor? No, different Graham. Not okay. Graham. All right. Not, no, not not uh, the the thrift shopping Graham. Another Graham. Okay. So I thought it was a, a conflict, conflict yeah. of interest. No. I don't it's, a, it's a multi-gram operation here at the yeah. Skin Cafe. Absolutely. Yeah, hundred. A hundred gram. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, let's get right into it. Uh, yesterday was a barn burner, a game that came down the wire. I don't think any of us really expected. Alabama trip was down to Gainesville and comes out, ekes out with a victory, 31-29. They hop out to a 21-3 lead. You think it's going to be a typical Bama blowout. Then the offense goes three and out three times. And the defense gets gassed and starts getting run on um, like crap through a tin horn, as Coach Saban would say. Um, and they barely escaped with a W. But the main thing is they did escape with a win after playing so terribly after that first quarter. So, guys, I know we, we're going to get into some negatives and break down that um, aspect of the game. But I want to ask you all, what, who do you want to praise? Like, What are some positives from the game that you could kind of take away and – we could probably build on moving forward as we go throughout the year. Yeah. I'll before, first. I was going to say, before we get to that, <laughs> you want to do a little level setting of like, we all recognize that the swamp is a difficult place to play. Absolutely. We all yeah. recognize that, you know, based on a lot of media reports from reporters that were at the game, that was one of, if not the loudest football games that has ever, you know, that our reporters had ever been to. It is mm-hmm. the first time most of our starting team especially on offense has played in front of that number of people yeah it was the first true road start for Bryce Young and I think that's an important context that we can then go into our you know discussion about the the good the bad and 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 the ugly so Mm -hmm. while that is important important level set while that is important um we were up 21 to 3 in the first quarter right which is you would think the loudest portion of the game because at that point, um, you know, I figured outside the fourth quarter, everybody would be the loudest during that time. So there's a point to your point, Louis. <laughs> now, also, we were we Alabama's been known to strip the first two or three drives of the game, so mm-hmm. that could help. That could help with uh, the crowd noise. Um, but I do want to to point out that I was scrolling through Twitter during the game, and I'm sure Louie had a million tweets about this. Of everybody, we were going back to the Brian Dable days, where everybody's just screaming, "Run the ball!" Um, when last mm-hmm. year we lived, we didn't really die, but we lived on the uh, explosive plays, and kind of hard to do that with three new offensive linemen and you lose Najee Harris. It's kind of hard to do that running the ball. So I'm good with, I just want to get out front. I'm good with Bill O'Brien's play calling. Very good. With okay. It. I would, I would say I was good with it, except for the fact that he went Lane Kiffin in the 2014 or not the 14 sugar bowl, the Ohio state sugar bowl. The no, you're right. No, you're right, 14? OG. It was 14. It they was played 14. in 15, but it was 2014 season. Yeah, yeah you got so it. Was the, it was the 14, the 14 postseason. I get that confused with the other Sugar Bowl against Oklahoma, which was also an unmitigated disaster. Terrible. Um, yeah, year before. But I think it's more of the fact that they went – I think there was like 24 passes to seven runs, I think. At one, at one point, point, yes. And yeah. – 
you know, things started to go south in the second quarter for the Alabama defense. And at that point, right, I think everybody kind of was realizing we need to either get to the half or, or we need to sustain a drive here. And, and I think they showed the graphic in the game that Alabama has not gone three straight three and outs in like two and a half years or something crazy like that. Now, obviously, last year's team was exceptional and that, you know, the amount of talent that we had on the offense was 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 unparalleled and likely hasn't been won't be seen for a while and, and hasn't been seen for a mm-hmm. long time. But you gotta as your offense, you gotta do a little something to try to try to help your your defense out. And even if that's running twice and not taking, you know, taking the play clock down and giving your defense literal time to rest versus just trying to go tempo and, and, and getting sideways. We've seen that happen in the past with, you know, Gus at Auburn. They'd they'd go tempo, go three and out, and their defense mm-hmm. would get gassed, and, and, and the ball would roll downhill, and you can't stop it. And I think that's what happened in the second quarter, you know, is the, the defense couldn't get off the field, couldn't make a stop, and, and the offense really, really did them no favors. None. It's almost kind of like the first Clemson national title game where, you know, the Jalen Hurts-led offense couldn't sustain anything, and the defense was just absolutely oh. gassed. And it was the second 99 second. plays. That yeah, was second, second one. That was the yeah. second one. Yep, um, we won the first one. I mean, all valid points, but the biggest issue in the game was we got absolutely destroyed at the line of scrimmage Lines. on both sides. Both sides. On both oh sides. Like, it, like um, Bryce, there were several times he did not have time for our receivers to get open and him to get None. the ball out. We had not a ton of room to run. And one complaint I'll have about Bryce, one he has to know when to take off and run with the ball. How many mm-hmm. times yesterday could he have walked into the end zone or walked to a first down, and he refused to do it? I think he took off once, maybe he twice in once. the game. Yeah, and, once. And while, yes, he's very poised, everybody loves to point that out, he's far from perfect yet. Like, mm-hmm. that, that is – he's one of the quickest guys on the field, and he just refuses to do it. Refuses. Can, yep. the, Can I the make boss, a point about – Go ahead, him. Oh, you're you're yeah, sure, baby. I, um, thank you, LG. Uh, so with Bryce, I totally agree with you, Jamie. He has to learn that balance of when to take off and when to just get that first down instead of um, always trying to make a big play. But do you wonder if because some people are saying, Oh, we don't want to get hit? The dude took a bunch <laughs> of big licks yesterday in the pocket and got right back up. So I don't think that's the issue. I wonder if almost he's been instructed to stay in the pocket and not run almost at all costs. Uh, just because I think maybe the coaching staff knows behind him that we're kind of screwed with a future first round pick, Paul Tyson uh, being the backup and then Jalen Milrow who has loads of potential, but he's very raw as a passer and is not developed. Uh, he has a long way to go in his development before he ever gets um, to that point where I think he could beat a team with his arm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I would say if we were, Playing guys to not get them hurt, then Jalen Waddle would not have been returning that punt last year when he got hurt. Yeah, I just, I mean, if he's going to play scared, then he handcuffs the offense and what the offense is capable of doing with his legs. Mm-hmm. Well, and another thing, and then I'll kick it back to LG on some of those, like, especially the most egregious one that everyone was screaming, run, run, was on the goal line when he tried to lob it up to Latu. Oh, my God. And, I mean, he had that one. But the one that ticks me off the most, and I get he could have gotten a first down, 
but the one on third down where he rolls out and drops a 50-yard dime to Mechie, and Mechie drops it. Like, I get wanting to get the first sound there, but, like, the dude delivered a perfect throw, and Mechie dropped it. And speaking of Mechie and drops, in that, I went back and rewatched the game last night, and there were, like, three drops in that second quarter that really hurt us. That one, there was another one by Mechie, and there was one by JoJo Earl. Yeah, JoJo. That really – yep. Yeah, that was really kind of halted and stunned the offense. LG, go ahead. No, I think you nailed it, right? The the rollout goal line, he could have barrel rolled into the end zone and nobody mm-hmm. would, have, would have touched him. Uh, yeah, I, I think the, the – you know, we knew there – I think the expectations after the Miami game – probably got a little out of, out, of, out of whack. And I think the cart ended up a little bit before the horse, right? We, Absolutely. Yeah. We Look what we lose from Smitty, Waddle, Najee. That's, Mac. that's an – Mac – yeah. That, 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 that's and a then that lot line, of production. That line. That's a lot of production. Now, obviously, Bryce has, has played quite well, I think, in, yeah. in all games and, and arguably can – Still, probably consider himself the the Heisman front runner for the very little that that's worth after three weeks. after three games. But you know his his game is is not without flaws, right? I think we've, mm-hmm. we've beaten the dead horse through through three games now on his um, you know lack of willingness to, to to use the legs, and you know I don't want to I don't want to kill him too much for it, right? Because a lot of the times in prior, you know, you know, last couple of games and even against against Florida, he, he has been able, you know, by keeping his eyes downfield to, to give a receiver a chance to make a play or, or even make a play. But for sure, you know, the, the inability of the offensive line, um, you know, really, really to, 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 to block any kind of developing play longer than maybe two to two and a half seconds, I, I think is a massive problem. Um, you know, I, I think that carries itself, you know, Jamie, Jamie, you, you, you touched on how bad we got our butts whipped in the trenches. I, I can't think of a, a time under Nick Saban at Alabama that we've gotten abused so badly on both sides of the ball and it, it, it on, you know, offensive line and defensive line. And, you know, the right side of the line, many people point to that being a weak link. I, I, I can't disagree. You know, it, it's, it's just a, a lot of a lot to replace, you know. I think mm-hmm. bringing in Jamison Williams has helped tremendously, but Bryce is one of one of ten or one of twenty, I think, on balls that are traveling twenty, 20 yards, 20 yards in the air downfield. Is that a real stat? Yeah, it's that's what some, Gary Danielson said. Okay, so, so take it for what it's worth. Stat, but well, just think about it. he's had Jamison Williams probably at least once a game on a bomb that's been underthrown now he had one in the florida game that was pass interference but that ball was 10 yards underthrown yeah he needs to you know that ball needs to be thrown towards the pylon he throws it to the to the post i mean mm-hmm. and and that's part of the growing pains right he's he's not started a game until till miami and he's got all the talent in the world but you know it's 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 a lot different throwing to john mechie and jameson williams and slade bolden than it is Devontae smith Jalen Waddle, you know, it, it's a big yeah. difference. There's, there's not as much separation from the receivers this year. It, it's mm-hmm. just a work in progress across the board. And I think well, a lot of us, myself included, got lulled into a, a false sense of, of greatness after the Miami game. Yeah. Sure. And 
Um, I'll go, I'll kick it to you, Jamie, after I um, get this point in. But we, I mean, we've been spoiled the last three to four years with all the talent we've had a receiver. Because like you said, um, LG, they're not getting the separation that we're accustomed to. The windows are tighter. And that, and when you're under pressure, um, like Bryce has been, especially from that right side, that kind of exacerbates the issue. And I think, and I don't know why we did not do this more. I think that's even more reason we need to go to 12 personnel and have Billingsley and Latu on the field at the same time and take a little pressure off of some of those receivers. Because I think Billingsley, as you saw in the game, I mean, he um, had a great touchdown catch, great throw by Bryce backpedaling, um, catches him in a blitz, throws it, um, throws a dime. I think using Latu and Billingsley will kind of help open up the offense a little bit more. It'll improve the running game, I think, um, with those extra blockers. And it'll take a little bit pressure, more pressure off those uh, wide receivers. What do you think about that, Jamie? Yeah, let's call us what it is what it is. Billingsley is a future first-round tight end. Um, yep. And Cameron Latu is a makeshift tight end at this point. How what how big of a threat is he really in the passing game? I, know, I, I, I am not sold. Um, not I think sold he's solid. But also, um, upon rewatch of the game, he did not do well as a blocker yesterday at all. There were a he's couple an outside times linebacker. Was, it's, it's because he's an and outside I agree. linebacker. Yeah, and you're right. You're totally right. I'm just saying it was very evident in the game that on a couple of those plays when they're supposed to pull and kick out that, uh, that defensive end, he was whiffing on his guy or just not even touching anybody at all. Yeah, yeah and, I, I think and, I think Latu's value right is he's that he's that tight end on on third and short to medium right that can that can run the three to six yard route and just mm-hmm. sit and you bury the ball in his numbers and he falls forward for the first down. Uh, he's not the he's not explosive. Yeah, he had a couple touchdowns against Miami, but Billings he's not he's not the threat that Billingsley is. No, he's not, the not same even type close. Threat. It's it's not even. I agree wholeheartedly with with my my associate, Mr. Barnes, that uh, you know Billingsley is the is the tight end and 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 Latu's a. I don't want to take this over, but I do want to stick on the subject for a second. How convenient is it that Saban just got to destroy Billingsley for the past month, and then the first real meaningful game that comes up for Alabama, he's out there play or series number one. Um, without a without a word that you know he's doing better or, or anything like that or he's doing the things that he's supposed to be doing, I'm not bashing Saban, but he, you know, he, it's okay to be like, okay, this kid is a knucklehead, but at the same time, he's a first. We what did we let Tony Brown get away with when he was at Alabama? <laughs> I well, mean, well, or Ronnie, or Ronnie Harris, or Ronnie, or. You name a hundred players that we let them get away with almost murder, and then Billingsley. <laughs> I think those two are a little bit of a different type of knucklehead than Billingsley. If we're, we're being honest, I don't. You want to square up with Crazy Tony? I don't. Think. <laughs> no, and he was suspended. As silverback for, Gorilla. <laughs> he was he was suspended for four games because of like PEDs or six games or something like that. And then the next game, but Hunter Renfro lied. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and because he got in a fight with Jaron Reed at practice at the Cotton Bowl, I think. It was something like that. But <laughs> I'll I, put it this I, way. If, if Ruben Foster is the voice of reason in an altercation, <laughs> you're, 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 you're a you problem to be reckoned with. I'll leave Ronnie Harrison at that. Yeah, I, I want to make it known that I am 
very much on Billingsley's side in the sense mm-hmm. that he got absolutely torched uh, in the media for the past month, even on Twitter. Um, I, I think he's listening to the wrong people in his personal life uh, when it comes to his career. But, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a tough look for Saban to be, you know, to to destroy this kid. And then when we need him, he's we throw him in the game. Well, but and does I, that surprise and I, you how it was handled? Because it doesn't shock me at yeah, all. Yeah, no. So yeah, I, th- I think it's okay to say – and I don't, I don't watch every press conference. I watch most of them, but I haven't heard the media ask like, "Hey, how's Jalil doing?" or anything like that. So, I mean, it's not Saban's no. job to come out and say, "Like, okay, he's yeah, doing he's better. doing better. He's going to play this week." But it's very obvious when he was playing third and fourth quarter versus Mercer, and mm-hmm. you know, it's very obvious. Miami. Well, here, he did, didn't he? Did he not? He got like a, he, four snaps, I think. Yeah, against and, who? And then Lacey scores a touchdown. Yeah. And you see Saban over there hugging on and being like, basically saying, look, kid, if you don't do things the right way, we've got somebody that can replace you. When the fact is, we don't. We don't. Well, the only pushback I'll have a little bit, he did get in the Miami game. And then in the Mercer game, he got in even more and he got in earlier. So I think there was kind of like a clear progression. And even against Florida, okay, he gets that one touchdown. But it wasn't like he was in. Um, I don't think he played more than Latu in that game, though. Even though he scored that one touchdown and he got the big highlight play, I still don't think he was like first team tied in because Latu, I think, played more than him. So I get your he point. Did. I get Latu's your point. played more than him in every game, mm-hmm. and it's a joke. <laughs> it's a it joke. is a joke. It is a joke, but I, like I think third, he is trying to make a seven, point to him. Third and seven, Hampton. Who do you want on the field? Do you want to make a point with Latu, or do you want Billingsley out there? Future first I mean, round Billingsley. I want I want Billingsley, but Latu. I mean, Latu did make a good catch on third. I think it was third and ten. Stretched the ball over, and then there was another one where um, they ran that little rollout boot play one too many times, and Bryce makes a do miss, flicks it to him, and Latu almost scored. So I mean he, I mean he's played all right. I'm not um, bashing Latu. I'm just, I, I think he can be a productive member of the offense. I'm just saying. You think that if you if you, if you could see my left hand, it's way up here. This is Billingsley, and my right yeah. hand is way down here. And this is you're Latu. right. No, you're no, right. You're, nobody's disagreeing with you. Just no, you're arguing with not. yourself. <laughs> I love doing that. <laughs> Let's see who comes out on top. Uh, I, Jamie I, or Jamie? I do. I do want to bring up another topic, and I, I and. This is something that grabbed me so much yesterday. And hey, I don't Hampton, know. Who shows this real quick? <laughs> you know, I don't even the know key, anymore. The king, of the, long-winded, good, the king of the long-winded answers wants to point out that I'm talking too much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're good, Jamie. I'm fine did with y'all, it. Keep going. Did y'all notice that we – it took us so long to get plays to Bross and Bross getting oh. plays to everybody. Oh, we were not saying, how many times did I say that yesterday? Uh, 14 to 20. I think – I mean, I think Bill O'Brien needs to be down on the field. If that's going to be so, – It was maddening. Here's a question like that. that my it, gosh. So, is, is Bob calling the plays in directly to the backups and the GAs and whoever yes. else is on the field yes. and they're signaling it in? Yes. Okay, because I, I, dude, I was, I was ready to throw my phone through the TV. What, like, you can't. Nobody can hear anything in that stadium. As soon as no. you what I don't like is we would also go to timeouts, and then you would see Bryce running over to like grab a headset or get on the phone to talk to to Bob. 
I prefer my OC on the field. At the first decision, I like I liked him up in the booth. Um, that way, he I was going to say, you want to revisit our conversation we had about that? Will you let me finish, Louie? No. <laughs> An absolute muppet. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Hampton. No, please. I didn't, have, I didn't have anything. Finish your thought, buddy. No, continue. With I just want him on the field. I was wrong in the first season. I God, think I I saw, it's hold on, Hampton. Can we like replay this over and over again? Just him saying I'm wrong. Yeah, we can. No, I can clip, keep, we can clip it out. Yeah, clip just it out. Fine. Put it on loop. I need it. You need it. I got you. But I, I, I do want. I, I agree. I think why originally Saban had Wiggins and Marone on the field given you know two of our most inexperienced uh position groups on offense and you know I think Jamie your original point of that you know Bob's in the box therefore you know that that shows a lot of trust in Bryce I I I do do absolutely agree with that but if you look at you know was Loxley was in the box right yeah, I think so. Dable was on the field. I think Lox was upstairs. Sark was on field. Sark was on the field. I think the the. I do not remember Lox being up up top. I think he was up top. I think he was. Yeah. Okay. But the, you know, even last year we had we had Mac. You know, even doing a little bit of check with me on the sideline. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. that's the college game, right? You line modern. up, you figure it out. It's modern football, right? You're gonna you're mm-hmm. gonna check with me. So, all right, you check with me. Then you got to wait for Bob upstairs to figure it out. Then he's got to call it back. Then you got to resignal. Bryce has to then check. And if you're not getting, if you're doing that in an environment where there's ninety five thousand screaming people, you can't. It, it's just not going to work. Then you factor in the, you know, they tried going with the clap count. That didn't work. We got thirty seven. <laughs> I think I think Emil Akior just false started again. Um, <laughs> then we go to a silent count. That doesn't work. But no. Bryce, you know, it's four or five seconds on the play clock, and Bryce and, and, is, and, and yeah. Bryce is, is just getting to, you know, he's just hitting the second guard, calling calling the, the protection check, mm-hmm. and then he's scrambling back, and it's it was a disaster. It was a disaster getting plays in. Yeah. It, it reminds me of it. It's like Pete Golding somehow gave tips to Bob on how to call plays. In oh lord, and how um, to not get the team lined but- up. Before before we transition the defense, I know Here you already go. named dropped Here your boy. I want to I want to make two more points. First, going to be a positive point. I do want to point out. I think Brian Robinson and Jace McClellan had really good games, especially Jace um, on out of the backfield. I thought he was spectacular. Uh, he you know that first touchdown um, made a guy miss. Uh, ran really physical with it. He had a couple more impressive catches where he juked the guy out and um, extended it for yardage. Thought he played well. I thought B-Rob ran hard. Um, I think he was like 14 carries for 75 yards. So I thought that was a bright spot in the game. Um, those two performances, um, the receivers, um, Slay Bolden, I'm still mad um, at that drop touchdown. And I get it happens. But when you literally, like, God love him, you know, he can't make anybody miss, hmm. and then he's not that fast. And then you get in there, and you have a wide open. He's not tall, and you have a wide open touchdown on. I don't know if y'all rewatched the play. It was an incredible play by Rice to whip his head, and as soon as he saw it, that ball's out. I mean, it was 
it was an impressive play. Hits him right in the numbers. He just looked like he threw it down. Um, that was terrible. Um, but my question that I want to pose to y'all, we talked about the right side of that offensive line. Against speed rushers, Owens just does not – he doesn't have it. His feet aren't quick enough. He can't get into his kick set and slide quick enough to keep it's him from beating him to speed rushers. Edge. If you have a pulse and are rushing the quarterback, <laughs> he can't stop you. And that might be true too, but especially speed rushers. And he just doesn't generate a lot of power in the run game. He didn't do it at center when he played at center last year, other than I thought he actually played really well against Notre Dame and um, Ohio State at the end of last year. But I think he's had a pretty lackluster performance this year. What, I mean, I get we don't know. We're not at practice, and it's a lot of assuming. But do we think coming up against Southern Miss that the coaching staff gives Latham or George a chance at that right tackle position? Give me Damien George. I do not want to see Chris Owens ever again. Uh, yeah. He, Could I, I add another either. question onto that as, as we dive into the O-line discussion? Of sure, it's sure, it's sure, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure glad we're, we're starting just to realize that. <laughs> Along those same lines, right, Kendall Randolph seemingly opened fall camp as the starting yeah. right tackle. Gets mm-hmm. injured. You know, line reshuffles. Akior was dinged up. I think Dalcourt was dinged up for a scrimmage or two in there. We've seen Randolph play in, you know, whether it, it's, it's a heavy package or comes in as the blocking tight. If he's healthy enough to play – Mm-hmm. In those sub packages, why can't he play? Why, you know, has is he that behind um, Chris Owens at right tackle that he can't get that job back? So, Louis, just wanted to you throw that out there, Louis. You wouldn't walk. You could walk out there right now and be that far behind Chris Owens. Um, I'll have to check with my guy on Kendall because uh, I know you were Jamie. You were real high on him, and you were like, "Yeah, I, you were." You were mm-hmm. like, if, "If he's healthy for Miami, he's going to start gonna play." Yeah, and obviously, he, he I don't think he was healthy enough for Miami. Yeah, um, he may not have been healthy enough for Mercer. He may not be healthy enough right now. I mean, it was right. a high ankle sprain what five weeks ago, which we it, we saw it. Tua hey, basically took him out, but you know what? Hey, I I I've I've talked with with my my. Uh, my sources, uh, Dr. Waldrop, if, if I can, I can, can well, check in on the status of that with, 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 with him if I have to. Yeah, I mean, I know Kendall didn't have tightrope, so. <clears throat> um, yeah. Maybe he should have. Maybe he should have. Who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, but, yeah, I anybody but Chris Owens at this point. The right side of the line, I mean, I thought, I think the left side of our lines did a fine job this year. Um, yeah, Neil and Co- yeah. I think Cohen's been Jay very Cohen. solid. Javon Cohen yeah. is a top five offensive player that we have. I know that's a stretch. I know that they. Uh, I don't think that's too much of a stretch right now. Uh, my one and two would surprise you, but it's Jaleel and Jace. Um, we've got not surprised. Do you are you saying you're not you don't you're not surprised because you agree or because that just seems no like I'm not I, I don't I don't I don't disagree with with that at all. I, I'm glad Hampton did shout out the, the running backs. I think they played great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a line that can't block. <laughs> I mean, how we ran for uh, what we ran for 150 yards in the game, something like that. How we ran for 150 yards with no routes out of the offensive line. What almost? I amazing. thought we only ran for like nine. We ran for 91 this past game. I thought. Yeah, I don't even think I didn't think we broke 100. Well, yeah, how, much, how much? How much did uh, did B Rob run for? 14 for 75, I believe. Didn't and Bryce then, have one for like 18? Uh, it, 
it was like nine. It was oh, like it was, it was yeah, it wasn't much. And then um Jace did most of his damage out of the backfield. Yeah, catching the ball. Um, okay, all right, and, I'm wrong. All and right. again, like you know, we're talking about the right side of the offensive line. Why in the world did we keep running to the right and not run behind Neil and Cohen as much? Because I felt like for the majority of the time we did run it to the right, which like we've all stated, that's our weakest side. And I don't know why we kept trying to run into that brick wall and expect a different result. Yeah, I I wonder if there is a chance that we – this is a crazy thought that we could move uh, Evan Neal back to right tackle, keep Cohen at left guard, move him back to right tackle, and then whoever's behind him, whether it's Damon George or something like that, to uh, left tackle. Just so, so we have some sort of balance on, on our line. I'd rather I, I'd rather keep the left side together and try to mm-hmm. try to find too. whether it's George Latham. Yeah, I I, I don't know, but I, I think I, I was obviously right. Oh, we we, we knew the O line was going to have a little shuffling going back to to spring ball injuries and in spring camp, spring practice and fall camp. You know, did not help. really help hmm. the cause. Mm-hmm. I think everybody kind of thought, all right, you know, Miami will be able to get away with kind of whoever we trot out there. Mercer's Mercer. That's not really an issue. And I, and I think the thought was that, you know, by Florida, that was kind of going to be the, the galvanizing game, right. For whatever five, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot of looking at Doug Marone at this point too. Like, what are you, what are we doing? Well, how are we not developing anybody? Mm-hmm. And this has got to be our hope. The, like the beginning of the year on the offense line really reminds me of remember uh, the beginning of 2019 when we had all those new guys and it never really like the first three to four games we couldn't run the ball effectively. Two was under some duress, but once Cornbread kind of returned to the lineup, I believe after the Ole Miss game, like game four or five, then they kind of started jail. We were able to run the ball more effectively with Najee the offense got a lot better and that I don't know if that player is on our roster right now. He may be. Um, but I just feel at this point, there's gotta be another, there's gotta be another piece that we can plug in to give us some better production than what we're getting. Well, the word from David out of Damon George, this spring is that he, the spring of all that he was doing great. Um, yeah, I know. He, he went from head scratcher recruit. Like, why aren't we taking this kid to, Oh, this guy, he can actually play. Like he's going to help us this mm-hmm. year. And the guy in uh, shape, yeah. yeah. I know. Uh, Louis, I can yeah, tell he's but, itching to get to the defensive side of the ball. No, uh, yeah. I, I no, it's good. Good. I, I would just add one more point on the on the running backs, right? I think you know while Jason and and B Rob played played very well. Uh, did everything they asked. Robinson ran hard. Jason was dynamic out of the backfield. I would have liked to see maybe Trey Sanders get a couple touches in there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when when you're struggling to, you know, kind of do anything effectively on the ground, it's in my mind, right, it's it's not the worst idea to, to give what you believe to be your most talented and, and probably the most explosive back that we have. Mm-hmm on the roster, maybe outside of Kamar Wheaton, who's, who's not healthy right now. And we obviously yep. have not seen it all this season, but you know, get to get Trey involved in the game, even if it's, you know, just a, a couple touches on a screen pass or, you know, just get the ball in your playmakers hands and, and try to negate 
some of the inability to to pass block mm-hmm. and almost kind of do like do what Florida did and, and, and utilize the you know the short quick passing game as a really mm-hmm. an extension of the run game. Which granted they didn't need any help running the football, but um, mm-hmm. that's just kind of some of the things that I would have liked to see. You know, Bob maybe try to change up a little schematically as to you know get get the ball out in space a little more play let your playmakers play and try to find ways to scheme your receivers open a little more well, um, when they're not winning their one-on-one matchups. And with a guy like Trey, get him on the edge. Like, right. I mean, I get one to run get right Jace at people. Get on the people. edge, yeah. Get anybody get, on yeah. the edge except B-Rob. Exactly. Right. Because um, we didn't do – we didn't have a commitment to that either. Everything was right up the gut, right up the gut instead of any um, – I don't think we ran much, like, stretch zone or – um, anything like that. So well, we can't to the right be... outside, so it's, it's well, I mean, useless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's a mute point doing it um, to the right side. Well, before we transition to defense, is there anything else we want to touch? Yeah, I got to point out that? earlier I okay. said Jaleel and Jace were one and two offensive players for us. Completely forgot about Evan Neal, who's Yeah, also I think Evan Neal's got to be number driver. one. Yeah, Evan Neal, Jaleel, Jace in that order. Okay. That's yeah, fair. That's that's fair. That's OG, you got anything? No, I, I think uh, you know. I think I've kind of said my piece, right? I, I'm expecting just the continued evolution. I think everybody's going to have to be patient. It's hard to do in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, of the game when you know you get out to a lead, things are going really well, and then things start to kind of go south. But you know, I think there's things that the coaching staff can probably do to kind of help mitigate some of this. Mm-hmm. I, I would, you know, the only other point I think I'll make on the offense is, Hamp, you said it. Uh, seen enough of Slade. Um, <laughs> Get him out of here. I, I think it's out. time. I think it's JoJo time, time, baby. I think it's time we we kind of turn loose some of these young guys. Whether it's whether it's Hall, uh, whether it's JoJo. Uh, what about Leary? Whether, Have we? Whether, we haven't heard anything about Leary. Christian Leary. I you heard a little bit of whispers out of fall camp that, that, that uh-huh. Leary was was turning some heads with his with his speed and. The fact that he was being mentioned uh, so quickly by Saban, um, having not been an early enrollee, uh, so I, I think, and obviously we know Saban's gonna, you know, you got to be able to block and all the things you got to do to play receiver at a young age at, at Alabama. So, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, none of us are at, at practice, none of us are seeing what the coaches see, but I, I think. I need to see. I need to start seeing a little something out of the receivers. Um, mm-hmm. Hallman Wiggins, I think. Jamie, you'd probably agree with me in Hampton probably too, that if you had to look off of last year's staff, who would be any coach that you would have really not cared at all if they left? I think the answer would have probably been Wiggins. Bring yeah. um, Grow back, please. Oh, my God. Grows, grows. Print <laughs> <laughs> the T-shirts. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, it's, really, it's been really easy to look good as a receivers coach at Alabama the last three years. Uh and yeah, he had to do a little on. work this year, and yeah, uh, the guys. And, and it's 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 not you know there's I, I need I need a little more I need a little more other yeah. receivers I need them to help out help out a young quarterback and you know Mechie's drop problems from last year apparently Jeez, continuing oh, into this year right. but I, I think that's enough on the offense. Uh, mm-hmm. I yeah I'll make one, the only other point I'll make I will give them props. When Florida gets the ball out of the half and they go and score, the offense in a tough environment, the swamp was roaring, and they went down there and they scored. They they responded in a tough 
situation. Bryce marched them down there, and they scored a touchdown. And then they got that field goal at the end of the, you know, at the, I think their second to last drive. So probably I will give them props there. Probably drive too. You're that probably, hey. They brought, drive we, probably scripted. We, You're right. Was that, the, was that the drive we stalled on the one? Which one? The second to last one? Yeah. Yeah. Where we, oh yeah, when we were going to go for it on fourth and goal and someone false started. I yeah, that one. The entire left side of the offensive line. Can I just, I, I'm not one to question Saban a lot, but what in God's green earth are you thinking going for it on fourth down there? Yeah. Oh, not, wait, yeah. why not? No, I'm good with that. I was good with I, it yesterday. I was nope. good with it, and I was also split on it. Your Jimmy's no. and your Joes are better than their Jimmy's and their Joes. I can, you can get me one yard. I'm good with it. Yeah, I take I'm the eight points on the road, make them, make them, make them score, and go for two. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what yeah. we did, and they they couldn't do it. Worked it. out, but yeah, mm-hmm. not one ever really questioned saving, but that one was leaving. That and his just overall refusal to use timeouts, but that's nothing new. It's just gonna. Well, you know, at the end of the half, with the way the offense had been playing, I didn't mind him saying, you know what, oh, let's I'm, go regroup. Oh, I'm um, fine with that, but the fact that he let a couple delay game penalties slip through there. Yeah, agreed. Just, like, take take the time out. I don't know mm-hmm. if he thinks it's like a, a currency to get into the pearly gates with the big man upstairs is the number of timeouts <laughs> he keeps in his pocket or, or what, but uh, if somebody's so, got to tell him. Yeah, somebody, some. <laughs> it's gonna be a fast pass. Yeah, he's got he's got a first first class ticket up there. If that's the case, he'll get but... up there quicker than Hampton. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Hampton's like, where can I acquire timeouts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, guys, I think we broke down the offense really well. Let's transition the defense. So, I'm gonna give my thoughts, and then I'm sure this will be a lively discussion. Yeah, um, I, I would rather Louie go before me on this side. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. So, I thought the defense for the first quarter and a half played actually really well. I think um, Will Anderson's a monster to go out there and battle when I think he clearly was not 100%, um, but he still made plays um, in both the running game and affecting the quarterback a little bit. I thought Drew Sanders played really well. He had a couple mental lapses, um, especially in like option plays, but thought he played well. Thought Fidarian Mathis had some moments. Um, and overall, for the first quarter and a half, I thought they did well. But when the offense went three and out three times in the second quarter and the defense was put on the field so much, I think they never recovered from that because I don't think, for one, I don't think we rotated enough, enough guys in because they, um, I mean, Saban talked about how humid it was down there, um, but they they kind of looked gassed, and um, they just started getting sloppy. I mean, I don't think Florida was running anything much different than what they ran in the first quarter. I just think we didn't execute. I mean, there were times that I would agree that the defensive call was not was not good, like on that third and 19 where you run a blitz, a zone blitz, and you leave the middle of the field wide open. That's inexcusable. But there were other times, like, I don't know, when Emory Jones is on the one-yard line and you call the good, perfect defense to Marco Hellams is in position to make the play, and that moron goes for the interception <laughs> and lets, you oh, know, um, I'm sorry. I, well, I mean, you know, you let Copeland go for the first down and for a pretty big gain. Um, there's another instance, I think, of when it's third and four, third and five, they run an option. Will Anderson blows it up. Christian Harris is in the backfield to make the play. 
He misses the tackle. Then Tim Smith over pursues. Jordan Battle looked like he didn't want to hit anybody yesterday. They get get it to fourth and one. Then they score a touchdown. So I think there was a good mix of both. There were times I don't think the defensive call was good, but a lot of it, players weren't executing. Henry Toa Toa, as good as he's been in the first two games, um, he didn't. He played a really bad game yesterday. Not only with his lack of tackling, but I don't think. Um, I think he was lost a couple of times. He got lost in the wash, let the offensive lineman get up to the second level instead of attacking um, the hole. I think there were a couple of times on like option plays where he just completely went um, with someone else, didn't act like he knew what he was doing. Um, DeMarco Hellams, not only that play on third and one, but there were a couple of times where he's supposed to come up and make a run fit. He just misses the tackle. And that's not on the defensive coordinator. That's on players not making plays. So I think there's plenty of blame to go around. The good thing is I think it is all correctable. I think when I rewatched the game, it kind of reminded me of Ole Miss last year from the aspect of um, guys not executing, guys not make you know, poor tackling, which is what happened in that Ole Miss game last year and what happened down on the swamp on Saturday, especially after the second quarter. So overall, I think plenty of blame to go around. Uh, I think, if Helms doesn't play any better than that, put Malachi Moore at free safety, put Brian Branch at star, and let's just rock and roll. Because what those take. kind of – I know it's a take, but I thought what Malachi played played well um, against Miami, and I like having both him and Branch on the field. And, like, I'm not going to define and, you know, make one game change my entire perception of Helms because I do think he's a good – ball player maybe the injuries plaguing him a little bit that he had kind of that caused him to miss the Miami game but he was he was bad yesterday um there were a lot of people in that defense that were bad yesterday like I said I only think two to three people um two to three players played well I thought Job and Jalen Armour Davis played all right um I think Job panics too much when the ball's in there he doesn't turn back and look at the ball um a lot to clean up lot to um, improve on, but I think they can do it. I just think they got to execute better. I think that's the name of the game. Louie, the floor is yours, man. Well, first of all, your yeah. listeners should should just go ahead and, and go mosey on over to their bar or the refrigerator. Here we find go. themselves a, a beverage of their choice. Or sweet go, tea. Somebody get the, the strings the bar, out. It's the Muppet whatever, whatever you Whatever you do. And, and whatever your beverage of choice is, go find somewhere comfortable to sit. We're gonna be here a while. I got a I got a fresh beer for this one, Louis. We are we are we are in year number what of the Pete Golding, the Pete Golding experience. What are the Three? odds that this turns into an argument between me and Louis? Hundred um, percent. I'm I taking those odds and making a bunch of money. Yeah, you're not gonna make much money because the, there's there's no juice. But we <laughs> we're we're in year what number of the Pete Golding era? Three. Okay. How many years in a row have we been saying, well, the players just aren't making plays? They're, they're, it, it, it's, it's not the call. The call's kind of okay, kind of bad, but the players, they're just not making the plays. I think this is probably the, the third year of it. Do we have any inexperienced players? I mean, we have guys that haven't started before, but we've had basically everybody's been in the program that starts in the, on the defense, has been a member of the program, or has played meaningful snaps over the last two to three years. I think that's probably a fair characterization of the defense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
so you have a bunch of experienced and also highly recruited, highly highly rated recruits on 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 the defense. Well, how many years can we do this where we say, well, you know, the players aren't making plays. Well, why aren't they making plays? Are they are they are they being coached poorly? Can they tackle correctly? Obviously, nobody wanted to hit anybody yesterday. That was the worst tackling defense I've seen since last year's Ole Miss. two years ago or whatever it is. Ole Miss, no, Ole Miss last, last year. year, yeah, was Ole Miss was if if Ole Miss last year was one A, yesterday was one B. It, it it just blows my mind. We're people are saying, "Oh, Pete Golding, we got to give him the benefit of the doubt." And, and I will tell Jamie, I've said it to you a number of times. I was ready and willing to give Golding the benefit of the doubt. He dang sure weren't playing was, at the national title last year. I know that. I I was giving him the benefit of the doubt this season. Then yesterday happened. And then as soon as we played what seemingly was somebody with a, the, the very slightest of a pulse, the whole thing went to hell. They were, Hampton, you said it. They weren't running anything exotic. No. They were running inside, you know, inside hitting the B gap. No problem. Inside zone. They were running a little bit of the option. Christian what do you Harris want him to do? Do you want do you want Pete out there in the B gap making no, the tackle? You shut up! This is my time to talk. <laughs> the biggest problem with the defense the last couple of years has been arguably linebacker play. Dylan Moses was hurt last year; didn't didn't play particularly well. Christian Harris, you know, he played pretty well last year, given all things considered. But yesterday, those two were totally, totally lost. Hampton, you said it beautifully, I think, and I know you rewatched the game yesterday mm-hmm. night because you were you were giving us re uh, you know rewatch updates. But the amount of times that they would show a, a replay from the end zone of a Florida play that went that they just gashed us on the ground, you could see Henry Toto in the middle of the defense just looking like he has no clue what in God's green earth he's supposed to be doing. He has no clue what where he's supposed to be, who he's supposed to go after. That's 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 coaching. If you're you can't that, that that's as simple as that. Henry T is not an un, he has all the talent in the world. Christian Harris, all the talent in the world. At a certain point, you got to call a spade a spade and realize that the player's not making plays. Why is that? Poor coaching. Poor well, coaching. I can the other problem. Real the quick. other problem. Oh, we got we got a couple more problems, and we can start pushing back. Def- on the defensive line, how many did was it me and Hampton? Maybe this is more of a question since you rewatched the game. Okay, was it was it me or was it the wine that I had after the game that was basically? Did we play more than two defensive linemen really at any we, meaning for any was, meaningful number of snaps? It was. I feel odd. like we were going like a, a two, four, five all game. Yeah, we basically we played. Um, yeah, two two linemen, two outside linebackers. Which is another point. When Will Anderson went out of the game and they put Braswell in, some of their biggest runs came off that because Braswell is just not up to stuff against the run. run. Yeah, but they didn't. We didn't rotate a lot of guys either. To me, like Tim Smith got in the game, Fedarian, um, Byron Young, but a Boyby was in there on like the first couple possessions, and then we never saw him again. So but Ryan Ray got a couple snaps, but I didn't so understand I'll, I'll put the this um, rotation. So we're getting smoked up the middle. By, on the ground, and we're sticking with two defensive linemen in the game. Whose call is that? That doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense, especially That's when your safeties point. are afra- uh, your safeties are afraid to hit anybody. 
Yeah. Run fits from the safeties were terrible. The linebacking run, run linebacker run fits were terrible. And we have no we have no real disruptive defensive lineman on the interior. We haven't had one since Quinn. We have one, but he played Barmore yesterday. Yeah, we Bar- yeah, Barmore. You're right. Barmore was a first round or was second round pick last year, right? Right. Yeah, we, uh, we did. Uh, yeah. No, he we went first Bar- round, didn't he? Second. 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 Like thirty eighth pick. Yeah. But okay. even I think got- Phil, I think Phil Fidarian Mathis has shown that ability so far this year. But there's and no Tim Smith has at times. No, I agree. That's, That's totally the problem. Fair. Tim Smith played no terrible ability. yesterday. Terrible. He did. No, he was, he was terrible. Absolutely. Yeah, bullied, and, bullied the whole game. So, yeah, again, that goes to when's the what's the the last like really highly rated interior defensive lineman we've recruited? That's a problem. I mean, D- Damon pa- uh, Tim Smith was highly rated. Damon Payne on the roster right now was a five star. Um, All right, but Boydby was a high four. Yeah, I, Byron I, Young I, too. Boydby and Young have played. They've had flashes. Nobody on the interior of our defensive line has been consistently disruptive. And I would argue throw Barmore out because we only really got half to three quarters of a season of his best. The last one we had was Quinn Williams. So that's Mm -hmm. a massive problem. Josh Job, I can't say what I want to say because it's a family show, but Hampton, (laughs) you know what, you know what I, his head's so far up his butt that he, I don't think he knows which, which way is left, right, up, or down. He, he just continues to, to baffle me. I think Jalen Armour Davis honestly played, played great. I, I think have, so, too. Agreed. I have no issues with him. But it's the same problems we've been having for years. It, the last three years, bad linebacking play through the middle, no interior pass rush, and god-awful play at safety. We have not had a good safety since McKinney. Yeah, since X. That's that's been about it. We got a bunch of Jared Maidens back there right now from what <laughs> from how they've been playing. No, and there's you, talent you there. I was them. really high on Helms and Battle, but my Same. God, they both been bad. Battle Battle looked like uh he looked pretty soft at I mean, kind of soft at times. And then the most um, perplexing part of that, Terry and Arnold, we're training him at safety or at, at corner. Corner. Yeah. What world does that make safety. any sense? Yeah, he's a true safety too. He's a Agreed. safety. The dude's a safety. Yeah. Also, Chris, I, you know, I'm high on Christian Story too. I mean, give him a shot if they if if they're not going to play any better than Daniel that. Anybody but Daniel Wright. Anybody but Daniel Wright. How are you high on Christian Story though? I've liked. Well, hey, I've liked what I've seen in a day and the limited action he's gotten, and apparently he did really good in scrimmages too. Can it like, be I'm worse just saying, than what give we him, saw on Saturday. Yeah, that's all so. I'm saying. I don't know if he would definitively be better than those two. I'm not. I think that would be um, ill-advised of me to say, but I think, yeah. you know, he needs reps, and I think he's a promising young player. My whole point, and this is what I've been saying, and I think we've got a, we've got two plus years of track record now, is we've had the same issues, same issues year in and year out, and eventually the buck has to stop with somebody, and that has to be the defensive coordinator. That has to, yeah. I mean, I mean. Is it my turn yet? It's your Go turn. ahead. Floor's yours. <laughs> it, while I agree with some of the points, we have not recruited defensive line extremely well, especially not as well as we have, you know, DBs, linebackers, um, and even on the offensive side of the ball. Skill but, players, yeah. 
But we do have very serviceable defensive linemen. We have good enough defensive linemen right now to win a national championship. I would put our defensive line up against anybody's outside of Texas A&M and Georgia. Agreed. I don't guess know who that. we have to beat to win a national championship. Well, Texas A&M currently does not have a quarterback, so also true. Um, but it, the thing is, so are you like, then, there were so you, many. What do you think about Freddie Roach then? They're serviceable. None of them are elite. <laughs> I mean, he's not Bo Davis. <laughs> well, you know my thoughts on Bo. You know? Yeah, so he's not Bo Davis. <laughs> you want to get but... me excited? We got Mike Grow and Bo <laughs> Davis mentioned. <laughs> Your boy LG's he's, he's feeling pretty good. <laughs> but the 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 it you did make up make a lot of good points, but the fact is tackling is putrid. A defense there now who's the best defensive quarter coordinator at Alabama ever? Pruitt, probably. Pruitt, Jeremy absolutely. Pruitt. He made not one tackle while he was a defense coordinator at Alabama. Yep. Not one. I mean th- the bug start stops there. Like we cannot tackle. We did not tackle well in games last year. Y'all mentioned the Ole Miss game. We didn't tackle well there. Um, I think the criticism of Jordan Battle is currently unfair because I think he's been a solid player for us. The criticism he has, of, but yesterday he was not. I, okay, I'm just that's one game. That's one game. Yesterday, Henry T was horrific. Yesterday, he was the, the reason for a lot Damn, of Moody. our issues. Henry T looked you, almost would, injured a little bit too. Like his elbow, look what, he looked tentative with it. Yeah, look what he looked did, lost did against Miami. Spades. He looked yeah. incredible. Yeah, I, but well, guess what? Like, if he's not hurt, or if he's not healthy, we got a very, very, very high quality backup in Jalen Moody. So you you think that we should have played Moody over Henry T? And that's if he's logic. hurt, we should not. Will Anderson shouldn't have played yesterday. We lose if the game. If he's hurt, you lose the game. If, if he's hurt, that. here's the difference: Chris Braswell at 100% is still not as effective as Will Anderson at 80%. That's a very important caveat. It's a good point. And I think Jalen Moody, Moody at 100% is not as effective as Henry T at 80%. I don't uh, know that. I don't know I don't that know I can agree with that. that. <laughs> I don't know that I can agree with How that. How many times did you complain about Moody last year? Never. Never. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yes, you did. Luke. When? Yes, you did. I know you did. When? I, <laughs> now you're just, I'll have to now you're just picking something up and throwing it at the wall and hoping <laughs> no. it sticks. I know you <laughs> Which is what you do when you've been caught in, a, in, in an, an incorrect take. It's <laughs> like, oh, it had to have happened. I know in my in my heart of no, hearts. Moody played incredible against Arkansas last he year. He was the when... MVP of the def- defense against Arkansas. What are you talking he about? He was incredible. Yeah. I'm making stuff up over there. What was the score of the Arkansas game last year? Sixty-three to three, something okay. like that. All right, yeah, all right. Let's we're gonna throw that game out then. Um, it, it's just yeah, because Moody was all over the place, and he played I, well against Miami when Henry T got hurt. It is very un very unfair to look at the offense and say this team will be a lot better versus Auburn than they are now. But you cannot look at the defense and say the same thing. I think that's very unfair. I'll put it this our, way. our my the linebacker defense- was on a different team last year. A completely different team. Okay, well, then play Jalen Moody then. If he, if 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 Henry, if you're not good, comfortable Henry with Henry's one he bad game, he had one bad I'm, game. You want to throw him out? No, I'm not. This is my thing. Louis is, my is thing. ready to throw I'm him away. I'm him not. Out. I'm telling you, if he's not healthy, don't play him. We've seen how bad our defense looks with a hurt linebacker calling the shots with Dylan Moses last year. 
here's my point, and I think that would help all of them. Ro- you can rotate Moody in, and he can be in the rotation a little bit to give Harris a blow, to give Henry T a blow. And even that outside linebacker, rotate. You know, I know you want to keep Anderson pretty much out there at all times, and I thought Drew played really well yesterday, Very but well. we got Very tired. Good. We got, I think, I mean, for real, like the humidity, we got tired and we had oh, to yeah. rotate. We got to rotate more, um, especially when hair, you know, toe toe and Harris are running sideline to sideline. I don't think, I don't think Moody should replace either of them, but I think he should have a role on the team, kind of like in 2017 before the apocalypse hit our linebacking core and every one of them started dropping like flies. You know, we were rotating Keith Holcomb in. We were rotating <laughs> Dylan Moses in with Sean Dion and Rashawn. Yeah, before you know, before Keith all they back. got hurt. Yeah, like, I'm sure he's got some eligibility. You know, you know what I mean. You they know what I mean. We were rotating with Keith guys Holcomb in. trying to make a play yesterday. I was like, geez, I had a flashback. Oh, against Mississippi State. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. that was but awful. He was running quicksand. Hampton, I I 100% agree, and I, I caught a little bit of the just gonna. This is really gonna send Jamie over the edge. But I was watching, I was flipping back and forth between the Auburn game, the Georgia game, and uh, the Clemson game last night. But that's the one thing I noticed that Dan Lanning seems to do pretty well at, at Georgia is they've got uh, N'Kobe Dean and I forget the other two guys that they that they kind of roll through Tindall, at. Tindall. Yes, Tyndall and like, whoever the other guy is, but those three guys were they, they they were rotating in and out and they looked now granted it was South Carolina so it's not like they were playing you know the 11th ranked team in the country or anything but they had they had their full full motor all night they were they were anywhere and everywhere and i i i wholeheartedly agree with with Hampton if obviously Moody's proven himself to be a capable player let him let him take 10 15 snaps from from somebody out there whether it's 5 and 5 you feel pretty good. You feel good about it either way. Keeps guys okay, fresh. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. I mean, our boy I'm not, Wild, I'm not calling for, yeah, we're yeah, not, I'm not saying calling, blow up the whole it, defense. No, it sounded it kind of sounded like that at first. That let's just get rid of Henry T. Let's bench. Him. No, 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 absolutely no. not. But that'd be ludicrous. That's ludicrous. But if he's not healthy, he should not play. That's all. That that's my only caveat for. A, a non-use of, of Henry T. Like well, I could say him. that at any position, though. At any position, you could say that. I'm not disagreeing with that either. You could say that about Will because If he's not healthy, don't play him. The guy, I don't know if y'all noticed, after the game yesterday, somebody was helping uh, Will Anderson to the locker room. That's because he was tired. It, I said it in the group. Yeah, text. that was I'm just like, because he was tired. something happened to Will Anderson? No, it's, it, one, he's probably he's tired. just tired. Can we stop talking about the humidity, too? I mean – is the humidity in Gainesville that much different than Tuscaloosa? I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. As a, as a northerner, I don't I don't really particularly care for humidity. Yeah, so you're out I'm not of the your right element guy to ask. on this. Yeah, well, you're out of your element on this one. Yeah, but I don't, I don't I like don't, humidity. I don't know if it was. I mean, from people that were there, they said it was pretty muggy because again, there was a front moving through. You know, with that rain yeah. and everything, that tropical system, so that probably increased it. But also, there's a difference in playing in Tuscaloosa against Mercer in that humidity in a low intensity game and then going down to play in a hostile environment in a, you know, back and forth competitive, you know, you're playing against guys that are kind of your equal. There's a little bit of a difference in, you know, your intensity, I guess is what I'm saying. I think it's fair to say that we played a bad game defensively from Henry Mm -hmm. T to 
half the defensive line to our safeties. No, none of them played a really great game. I mean, I love DeMarco Helms. Love him. I love Jordan Battle. Love him. But I will say there was times yesterday I was like, what are we doing? Like, what are they doing? And Henry T, the whole game, the guy was running around like he was decapitated. Like, he had no idea where he was. (laughs) Like a chicken head with his head cut off. It was shades of Dylan Moses last year when, granted, Dylan was was not healthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we've had confused linebackers for three straight years. I think it's also fair that Dan Mullen put together a fantastic game, game plan. plan. I think it's also – I think it's fair to say both. They spent – yep, both things can be true. Dan Mullen, no doubt, spent three weeks – or three – or three mm-hmm. – well, yeah, three in-season three weeks. weeks plus fall camp preparing for Alabama. Just 100%. like Ole Miss did yes, last did. year for, for Alabama. And it was their Super Bowl because, I mean – I would have never thought, especially in that SEC championship game last year, that they would have only that they would have been so competitive with us, losing what know, they lost, losing what that yeah, losing what they lost. But they really, I mean, they played a good game, and I think you know we're talking about all these negatives on defense. I I want to go on the record and and say I by no means think that we can take this game and extrapolate it to the rest of the year. God, I, I hope think. Not. I Lou think is extrapolating it right now. He's extrapolating that. Yeah. But I think it was one of those days of day. where um, <laughs> it was just a bad day for everyone at the office. And I think what, you know, the things that we didn't do well, I think can be approved upon. Here's um, the problem, though. As soon as we play, if we play anybody with an offensive pulse, if we have another bad day at the office, I don't think this offense as currently constructed is explosive enough to bail our defense out like it was last year. As currently constructed. I said it last week. It was a tweet, but I tweeted it last week. Or maybe it was two two weeks ago. It was uh, Lionel Richie. (laughs) It was two weeks ago. (laughs) That's an inside joke that nobody's going to (laughs) guess. But I tweeted as like, Circle Ole Miss because that's going to be a problem. Oh, it's not going to be fun. It's, no, it's going to be a big problem. The good news is, is that they're coming to Tuscaloosa, correct? Correct. correct. Yeah, that's the good news. Off a bye week, that, that's the end of the good news. It begins. They're coming off a bye week. Yes. Yes. I don't care that they're coming off. I don't care about that. You I should, because you know Lane's been preparing for that. We're, Who's we're Ole Miss play? Who they play in the opening weekend in Louisville? In Louisville. All right, so they skipped planning for that game. Then they played Tulane this week, and I assume they played – Austin P. There's another game they can go ahead and just Mm -hmm. sleepwalk through. We play Ole Miss in two weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we got Southern Miss. So we play Southern Miss. And then they're they're on a bye. I actually love that. I like that, actually. I don't like it one bit. Things that we can work on. We sit Will out. Will – does no doubt, no, no doubt, he he should not play. Uh uh-uh. uh But all right, so let me throw this to you since you've already you've circled Ole Miss, and I think that was my game that I circled too. Mm-hmm. We get we get ourselves into a shootout again with Ole Miss. Yeah. Where where's your thoughts on the defense? And it better not be the well. We'll never see an offense like them again for the rest of the season. Well, one we won't. Because at a certain uh, point, you you have to just recognize that. It ain't working. Do I have to recognize it after a year that we won the national championship? What had a pretty solid defense. How many first round picks did we have? We had 
three Heisman finalists on offense. Three. Three. How many first round, how many first round picks we have on defense? Just one, or was there two? One with Sertan. Sertan. That was it. He was it. He was it. Okay. I mean, we're always going to have first-round draft picks. We'll have first-round draft picks this year. Mm -hmm. Probably one that I can comfortably say right now, but yeah. Evan? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, Nah, I'm not. mm -mm. I mean, I'll take long. I'll Mitchie take long odds in Vegas to make some money, but I don't think I would put life or death on anybody else making being a first-round mm-hmm. pick. But let me – can I pose a question to you, Louie? I'd love for you to do that. Oh, okay. So, you know, like I, I know you're not a Pete Golding fan. and Not at every, all, obviously. Um, and see, to me, I think a defensive coordinator, like, you know, Jamie was saying the buck starts or stops with them not being able to make tackles. I think as a defensive coordinator, if you put your players in positions to make plays, you've done your job. And I think that happened a lot we on Saturday. We were in a lot yesterday. We were in and, and, position a lot. Yeah, and our guys just didn't execute, and they didn't make plays. And I but know how you, many times can we say the same thing that well, we've been saying it for three years? I know, but even but here's the thing: we we love to get on Pete, but against yes. Kirby. Or with Kirby and with Pruitt, we had games like that. Third and Kirby. We're third very Kirby. quick I mean, to we, forget that. Third and Pete's worse than third and Kirby ever. No, it's not. No, it's not. Lord no, it is not, Louie. Third it's and just 19, you're in the we moment. gave him the entire field. I w- that's recency, by That was a bad call. That's How many 99-yard drives did Kirby Smart ever give up? I can't believe I'm defending him right now. How many 99-yard sure drives did Kirby Smart ever give up? Are you saying he never gave up one? Because I'm sure. He I don't know, man. I'm, no, I'm literally asking the question. I don't know. I didn't. I mean, how many has Pete given up? At one. One. That's one more than I can remember Kirby giving up. <laughs> but here, before we get off from this minutia, and hand look, if you bring up the Arkansas game with Pruitt, I'm going to drive down to <laughs> Alabama. And I'm not even talking about that. Ar- I mean, that you, you got. Know, Arkansas. Hold on, hold on. I'm not talking about it. Arkansas. What about that Ole Miss game that year where they dropped 43 on us? Um, I mean, oh, that were... the year we had five turnovers and started no, Cooper, no, Bateman? no, no, or was that, that was when... Wallace here? No, that was when we had Jalen as a freshman quarterback and we were down 24 to three and they threw the ball all over our head and that wasn't the five turnover game. Wait, what? Yeah. Do y'all, do you not remember we, that? We were in Oxford, right? When we were in Oxford. To, yeah. AJ Brown, or not AJ Brown, uh. Uh, what the hell's his name? DK Metcalf, right? They went over the top on. No, uh, that was twenty. That was on Savion. No, I'm talking about I mean, Savion Smith. Won, I would never need to see him again. Yeah, we won forty-eight to forty-three. Jalen was the starting quarterback. We were down twenty-four to three, and Eddie Jackson had that punt return touchdown yeah, right before I the half. That. Okay, our defense gave up forty-three that on in that game, and that was probably the best defense we've ever had, and it probably had I don't know. All the all those starters are in the NFL or were in the NFL at one point. So my point is we've had games like the one against Florida. And the thing is we gave up a bunch of yards against Florida. We only gave up 29 points. Yeah. Okay. Which isn't I mean, that's not a great standard by you know, that's not great by our standard, but it's not awful. But here, let me ask Emory my question. Jones can't throw the football. I know. And we gave up twenty nine points to a run first team. When's the last okay. time we gave up 250 yards rushing? 
Oh yeah, when's um, the last I don't know time Auburn twenty thirteen. When's the last time a, a running quarterback gave us fits every year? Yeah, Auburn twenty thirteen. They ran for running a lot quarterbacks of us. give us fits when they can have the threat of the pass. Okay. Anyway, or when you don't know how to defend the option that they okay. or that they just ran again and Pete still hasn't adjusted. Okay. Let, you, let me ask my question. Let me ask my. Hey, question. I thought we, I thought we, we played it. the I thought we played the option pretty well yesterday. To be honest with you, at I times mean, a lot of that was overall that was comfortably real, but, uh, Yeah, Will blowing it up. Will Will's fantastic at that. But if the I if mean, the play materialized, it went horribly wrong. Yeah. If Will he, Anderson beat the tackle, he screwed it up. Exactly, but here's my question: So, Please. you get on you get on Pete. If you were Pete Golding, what would you, what is the schematic change that you would make, or the defensive call that you would call in <laughs> to make everything go better and to shut down that get that uh, that option attack and their run game? I can't wait. Well, to I get certainly this. would have put I, a third I, defensive I lineman on the field. I would okay. have certainly You'd... put a third defensive lineman on the field. Okay. What else? Go from there. Figure it out from there. Do you, do you not think saving is part of these game plans on the for the defensive game plan? Do I just think yeah, that yes, he's and that's just the, that, that's in his the office. infuriating part. <laughs> yeah, of course Saban's in. That's why it's so aggravating. Because what are they talking about? And then what goes wrong? Obviously, they feel confident in the game plan. What in God's green earth goes wrong from from planning to to the game? Obviously, they feel good about it, and then it just doesn't go well in the game. Why is that? I mean, I thought our defense looked rather good. Versus Don't even Miami. say against Miami because they, they, they suck. That's all they I have to go by this year. That's all they I have just to go lost by. to Michigan State. Michigan State's pretty good this year, but okay. Didn't realize they still had a program after we dismantled them in the Cotton Bowl. But the defense played good team. for a quarter and a half yesterday. And if then you go back and watch, it didn't. And then it didn't because the offense put them on the field three, three or four times in a matter of minutes. And I don't think they ever got their legs back or never, like, they never recovered from that. All right. So then back to your early point why isn't Pete Road, why aren't they rotating guys in if we're going to be on the field? And I, and I think that's a valid criticism. Do we, my, have wob, do we have Wob on this podcast or Louie? <laughs> <laughs> Wob tweets about everything. Rotate my linebackers. He's been, I'll give Wob the credit. He's been tweeting about that since about February. Yeah, he has. He absolutely has. And I think that's a valid criticism. I'm just saying in general, we get on we get on Pete because that's an easy thing to do. He's trying to we, stop the run playing nickel target. or playing dime defense, Nick, effectively. Why? But, but I get – but when they're in a formation – of like they're like three or four wide, you kind of have to play nickel or dime to account for the threat of the pass. That's why you have um, your your star out there, and you're not playing base defense. That's I'm why gonna say, I'm going to say this. I'm going to agree with Louie. I do not understand why we were in the scene that we were in yesterday, Tom's. But there has to be a reason behind it, right? Has mm-hmm. to. Be. There's no way Saban sees that over and over again and doesn't just bang one of his. Tom Alves that he loves so much and says, guys, we were, uh, to be quite honest with you, we were a PAT away from losing that game yesterday. If that game yeah, went If they overtime, don't miss the PAT, we lose. If that game goes to overtime, we more than likely lose that game. Oh, absolutely. So, but also, if DeMarco Helms makes a tackle, you know, if the, one play here or there 
goes to different, we blow them out, you know? So, so, but when you have all this talent out there and this experience and things, they don't execute. Why aren't they executing? Do they forget how to play football? No. Are, is the call, is the defense too complicated? Are they trying to run? Are they trying to do too much? I don't know. Is the call in late? I don't know. There's plenty of things you can trace back to. It's fair to ask the question <clears throat> why. Now, Hampton, you obviously asked, what would you do differently? What did we try to do differently? The answer was nothing. <laughs> did we make any schematic really changes? Did we try to do anything different yesterday? I think after, I have after a They were clearly running rampant from the middle of the second quarter on. I and I can't recall us doing anything different on defense. Now, Hampton, you rewatched the game. I didn't. But Go ahead, Jamie. And then I'll thank go. you. Thank you, Hampton. I think – and this is a take. We respected Emory Jones too much. That that's that's a, that's a that's a take. And I mean, well, the the defense that we were in was respected in the pass a lot. It was because we were playing nickel. Their pass offense was Josh Job pass interference. But later in the game, Emory did make some throws. I mean, I think well, the Florida fans are to make crazy. I think the Florida fans are crazy to say that Emory Jones is just horrible. He's not. Absolutely. He's not horrible. Louis, me and you have been raving about him for three years. And now was, we wanted and, Alabama to get him. Yeah, and now you're turning the narrative that he's just some horrible quarterback that can't complete a pass. But I've the never past said three years. When I've when has he put on tape this year his ability to consistently pass? They've been year? a run first offense all year. Make him beat you throwing the ball. I don't think that I think it would have been a blow if they had to do that. Well, it would have been a blowout at the offense than go three three and outs in a row in the second quarter. It would so have, I think Hampton, I mean they I, ran for two hundred and sixty five yards. Oh, I know. How many, how many points they did. did they score in the uh, second quarter, Florida? Six. That's it. Because mm-hmm. they missed the PAT. It was twenty one to nine. Twenty one to nine at half. Yeah, twenty one to nine at half. Okay. The third quarter mm-hmm. if you, is really where the the, the damn broke. The, the, yeah, I, I was trying to think of a good analogy, but. Yeah. The so you would broke. think, right? So they started this, what you know, they started their game plan or their scheme or, or whatever word you want to call it in the second quarter. We didn't, you know, I think we get that's when we had the, the interception, right? Or was that in the first quarter? Are you talking about Jalen Armour Davis? Yeah. When, second when that was first, was that was first the end quarter. of the like late first quarter, right? Yeah. Cause um, I think we scored, um, I think that was the swing route to B Rob. Um, right. For the touchdown on that one. So they, yeah. they didn't really change up what they were doing in the second in the third quarter. So they, they had established success with it mm-hmm. in the second quarter. Go into the half. On that one drive, yeah. Come out of half. They they get the ball. They effectively, you know, in a way double dipped, right? Because we, we punted or we got the Uh oh. We lost oh. OG. See, going hurt him. So, sometimes things just work in your favor. <laughs> I mean, sometimes <laughs> we're not we're not gonna hear we're not gonna hear him say much about Pete anymore, are we? <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> oh man! Thank you, you God. Thank you, God. <laughs> hey, that was a good call executed by Pete Golding. Yeah, yeah. His, his um, father, his father, who called in the Fine Bomb Show. Um, Hit hit the X on uh, LG. <laughs> is that really his dad that calls into the fine ball? Show? <laughs> yes, I'm is pretty really? sure it is. The t- I don't think so. The Tuscaloosa News talked about it. 
So, oh, he's back. Uh, oh, he's, he's back. back. Kicked out. He's back. <laughs> back hey, like I never left. Pete delivered on that one, did he? But what was I? Oh, yeah. To end up, we never made any adjustments coming out of the half. After but I don't. They had demonstrated success having something work. For the them. only the only thing that I would have adjusted, I agree with um, putting maybe a third down lineman there. Um, but I think we didn't want to be. I think we sat back on our heels too much and didn't didn't attack enough. Like we didn't we. I mean, we did blitz a little bit, like on that zone blitz on third and nineteen, and we got burned, burned for it. Um, but part of it was Henry T. and Christian Harris not shooting the gaps and being instinctual about anything. Plays that they were making early in the game, and I don't know if it was fatigue, but they were just basically getting blocked and taking themselves out of the play. Um, and Tampa, again, you've been on- saying we need to be more aggressive for three years on defense. I agree with you, by the way. But we've <laughs> yeah, been saying I mean, for three years. And I and yeah, and that's fair. And that's a fair criticism that I will. A lot of fair criticisms coming out of. That's a common common theme for you, gentlemen. Tonight. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> oh man, Jamie, you got any more points on the defense or things you would like to see? Kind of them improve on going into, you know, going into the Southern Miss game, but really going into that. Ole Miss. SEC we're talking stretch. about if we're going to talk about yeah, that, that we're Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Um, yeah. I think. What's your current threat is- level on Ole Miss right now? What's your read of the situation? Seven. Like, seven. Okay. I'd say eight. I would say eight. It's <clears throat> seven. It, and it's seven because of what they did to us last year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was. I was at a wedding watching that game, and I'm having this and, major flash. I, I left the wedding early, so <laughs> me and my me. buddy, me and my buddy Jacob, could go home and get in front of a TV. Finish, I game. remember that, yeah, and left y'all remember, it early. Y'all remember what actually was the problem last we year? We couldn't tackle, we couldn't we stop the run. Problem. We that couldn't a, stop the run. If you could tackle well, you're gonna you're gonna have a decent amount of success stopping the run. That's just mm-hmm. a fact, Louis. That's just, an and we had a lot fact. of missed tackles. I don't know why you you're not willing to say that that is a problem. And that, that is a, is a main problem. A, problem. a main why problem. Con- why is it continuing to be a problem? Is why, what I how want is to that the defensive coordinator's job to teach these five-star kids how to tackle? God, why is that his problem? So it's a five. So because he's a five-star recruit, you don't have to coach him up. Yes, That's but the dumbest thing I don't I've think ever heard. it's a defensive coordinator's job in college ball. If you're inside teach linebackers, guys how to aren't... properly tackle. Well, somebody had to teach Reuben Foster, but that's neither here nor there. Nobody had to teach Reuben. He was one of the better inside linebackers we've had. I don't know. Nobody had to teach Reuben Foster how to actually tackle somebody. Somebody had to teach Reuben Foster how to tackle somebody without killing that person or himself. (laughs) I would argue that's you have to teach the man to tackle properly. I would argue (laughs) no. That's exactly what that is. But when you're when you have the same position group year in and year out that's having the same problem. Why are you refusing to look at the coaching of that position? Again, I think if – all right, here's the thing. Fire him. Let's so fire him we, midseason. Get rid of him. Hampton, yeah. do we have the ability fire to do that, that on this podcast? Can, can, one of your, can one of your sponsors please show out enough money to where we can, we can just fire <laughs> him midseason? Keep going. <laughs> Louis would love that. Louis would love to go into the – house right now. We're good. Louis would love to go into the Ole Miss game without Pete Golden. 
and put Charles Kelly back there because Charles Kelly apparently called the Michigan game um, that bowl game because our defense played well in the second half. It wasn't Pete. It was Charles Kelly. Remember? Yeah. Where'd you get that from? Bam online. We're at home three. Uh, I never even. On three, baby. $10. We're we're an on three podcast now. Shout out, Jimmy. Shout out, Jimmy, baby. (laughs) Shout out, Jimmy. Here's the thing. If we go into the, if we come out of the Ole Miss game and we come out of the Texas A&M game, and we're still – and we're talking about mistackling, um, guys that are – that were confused, all that. I think we can have a legit discussion that this is a long-term problem. But, like, last year, that Ole Miss game – Three years isn't long enough. I, but hold on. better last year, though. We, we did get so better. better. Thank you. Ole Miss game so was terrible. Better. But then they – the Georgia game next week, they played really well. Um, then they played Mississippi State. They played well against LSU. I get they weren't that great. They played well against Auburn. Mississippi and, State is the is a is a measuring stick. Now? No, I know, but they uh, still they are improved for me because they're in our conference. We play them every year. Yeah, they still improved every game. They improved. They made a, they made adjustments. Like they put Branch in a little bit more. They took Battle out or not Battle out right right out. So maybe he should have a scholarship pulled. <laughs> so may Daniel Wrong, as you like to call him. But um, amongst amongst other names, yes, that we shall not mention here. Um, no. But you know they made adjustments then after that game. Maybe we Hold take on, a can little. We, can we get ahead of something real quick? Yeah, go You're ahead. Saying names that that are not mentioned here. What are they? Can we get a hint? It's you know my you know you know what I call Will Anderson, right? <laughs> yes, I do. It's 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 a slight variation of, <laughs> of that for Daniel Wright. It's a very slight value variation that okay. that fits I, the that fits him yeah. appropriately. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But that defense last year did improve, even when we played Florida last year. I yeah. think a lot of that game. I would not use that game as Hampton. No, hold on, Hampton. Do not of, use that game as a, yeah. as a measuring stick of improvement. Listen, I would no, not, throw you off. I no, 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 no. Let me let me let me explain myself. The this defense is be worse did, than the Jamie spin zone. The defense did not play well in that game. They didn't play well in that game. But I'm talking about it. But I don't hold on. What I'm saying is I don't think the issue was the same issues that we had against Ole Miss of not tackling well or just having busted coverages. A lot of it was just their guys being better than ours, which isn't good. But I felt like at least fundamentally sound we were better, other than when we only uh, rushed three on like a third and 18, and they converted that. That was an experience. Oh, we had another third and Peter. Yeah, baby. <laughs> but what yeah. I'm saying is – We that, call this trend lines, people, trend lines. I get that. Sure, but what I'm saying it. is that Ole Miss game was an anomaly with a, as bad as we played. I don't think we played that bad again. So I'm you just say. admitted that not only we have multiple problems then to deal with of – Jimmy's and Joe's too. Is that are you saying that's an issue? Because I don't think that's a problem with this year's team. Wait, hold on. We're talking about Jimmy's and Joe's. I didn't say that. He said Hampton just said their guys were better than our guys. They had the number four overall pick. Four overall pick. I I just wanted to make sure I was I was making sure that you are not saying that there's how young was that defense? defense. Look how young that defense was last year. Come on, Louie, you're better than that. No, I'm asking the question about this year's defense. You're not. You're. You are not saying that this this year's defense has is has a talent problem. We have all we have all the talent and experience that you could you could realistically wish for it this year, right? That's that's the expectation for this year. Yeah, and I think that was okay. everybody's expectation going yeah. into this year. Absolutely. 
Now, having said all of this, Jamie, what did what did I say? The Ole Miss game was the measuring stick for for the for my ultimate. I said that what after the Miami game, I think, or was it after the Mercer? I don't remember when I when we were yeah. talking about here's, it. Here's the thing. It, yeah, yes, you did say that. But here's the thing: we get past Ole Miss, I think we'll do fine against A and M, and then we yeah. match up. We match up. I mean, Auburn. I'm going to tell you, that's not going to be an easy win. But I, I think we win that game. Mm-hmm. We get to Georgia. I'm not worried about our defense versus Georgia. No, I'm worried. I'm worried about our offense at that time. But I mean, we're we're sitting here and bickering and arguing back and forth. When the fact is that if we do what we're supposed to do, we're going to be in the playoff again this year. And then you know, oh, there's no we, doubt. But no doubt. the the defense is it, it played bad yesterday. But to sit here and say that the defense is so bad that we need to just go scorched earth. If Henry T's a little nicked up, we got to bring him off the field and do all like that. Is just so crazy. Yeah. Hey, do you hear what you're saying, Louie? And it's <laughs> so always Hanson, you don't fault. agree that we should be rotating linebackers, especially if a guy's hurt. I agree, I, thing, agree he, the, it, okay, so that, that, I agree with that. I agree with that. Because okay, so that that there you go, twisting words again. Because that's all Hampton and I said was if he's dinged up. Bring in Moody for a couple snaps to relieve some of the pressure. Yes, and I I retracted my statement because I I thought that y'all Absolutely. were insinuating that let's Moody over Henry T full time. No, because no. that's what it sounded like at first. No, and don't give me the Will Anderson thing because even at eighty percent, he's still a top five player in college football. Very yeah, true. I said it. I that's would argue that I, I would argue that Henry T is a top five. Mark linebacker college football. Mm, yeah, I mean, uh, Louis, Louis would have said that last year. Louis would have said that last year, one hundred percent. He would have, but he's going. But he would also now, say but, he was yeah. coached by Jeremy Pruitt too. Bingo. Uh, who is their DC? That... Maybe we should hire him. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's going to be permissible. <laughs> Probably no, not. Not at all. But the not good news all. is for Louis. And I don't know how many times we're going to be asked to be on here, Louis. So the good news is, is that this year is a prime year for Pete to go get a head coaching job somewhere after this year. Pruitt show calls will be up. Bo does Davis, he actually have a bring... show cause though? I don't know if he does or not. I'm... Please they don't get me going said... down. A... I don't think it's come out yet. Yeah, it had. Bo Davis, Mike Grove, Jared Pruitt, bring them all back. That's a wrap. I mean, and let's bring Sark back too, because things don't seem to be going well in Texas right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Let's bring Sark back. He just right, got bring throttled. Him back. He just got throttled by uh, who did he get throttled by? Like? Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. Arkansas. They manhandled him. Hey, by the way, they have one off. They have one offensive player in Bijan Robinson, who by the way is a stud. But uh, yeah, not not great for Sark right now. Hey, how's Keelan doing over there? Not well. I don't yeah, even he, think he, was, he wasn't going to play for us either, so it really doesn't matter. Which he's, he's got the juice, though. He does. He does have juice. Hey, Jason's got juice, too, though. Trey's got juice. Trey's got, Trey's got some juice. Jason's got some juice. Roy hey, Dale, doing, I like Roy Dale, too. I don't. Um, are, we doing <laughs> the poor, are we doing the poor Trey thing too much? Like, I, if he's healthy enough to play, let's play him, right? Let's get him That's out That's what there. I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm, get him by that. I'm that with was you. my point. That was my point. We were talking about the offense. It's like, yeah, yeah, get him Jason, out there. The, Jason the old, and Robinson ran great, but if I think, he's obviously got snaps, play the man. And I think that's why we didn't play him is because B Rob and Jason played so well. And I think they were just content with riding both of them because there wasn't really 
a need to take him out. But um, I think we can be a little more creative with maybe some two back sets, get two of them in at a time, and you can do a lot of fun stuff. Trey with that. and Jay's back here at the same time. Uh, oh my gosh! Can you imagine? Uh, kind of like I when am. we had when we had Najee and Josh back there with Tua back in 2018. I mean, that's what I was trying to think of. Who this was? It was Josh Jacobs was back there with Najee. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that you can do so much from that. I think it's definitely something we need to implement. That's actually really stupid to think about how much talent we had at that point. You had first-round pick quarterback, two first-round pick running backs, and uh, 2018. Plus, you know, pick your crop of who, whatever receivers would have been on the field at that time. Four, four first-round receivers. Right, you have four. You have, you have four first-round pick. You have you have seven first-round skill guys on the field at the same time. That's ridiculous. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I, gotta, I do. Lou, was there any point yesterday to where you were like, we're going to lose this game? Even if we I went for I was not great at that two point, the two point conversion. I called which, it on, I called it when we kicked the field goal. I said, they're going to go down score and not get the two point conversion. Um, that was the only right thing I predicted about yesterday's game because I thought after the first quarter, I was like, we're on pace to score 80 points and we may do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was very we scored third. We, we, we scored 31. The 35-point streak game, uh, game points per game streak snapped. It and was you know, against Notre Dame last year. Oh, that's right. I, for, I, I yep. forgot it. You're right. You're right. You're right. This may be Hampton's podcast, but he's still fact-checking you. <laughs> I ain't even trying to pack check, man. I just remember all that stuff. What were you saying, Jamie? Regular Hampton. We'll go regular season streak. There we go. Uh, okay. Cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool yeah. Let's that. just spin the narrative again. Um, do y'all, do y'all I have learned, like, I, I learned uh, it from you. Do they have listener questions on Do y'all have listener questions or anything like that? Um, Not usually. Sometimes, if, um, sometimes we'll get some feedback and talk about something on the show. But most of the time, I don't put out um, listener questions. Why do you have one? No, I don't. I just thought – I don't know. I thought that would be a JR's fun dog doesn't have a question this week? Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> Roscoe? Roscoe's Roscoe. Make up a question. Hey, Jamie and Oh, man. What a great pod that was. I could, we couldn't get through the dang question to save our lives. The greatest pod ever was uh... – What's never been, never been. The, it's the, it's never made the radio waves. Who was it? Was Ben Jones? Ben. Oh man, I do, I do miss what's, before. Before what's your favorite donut, and why is it the two a.m. on University Boulevard for all Arby's? Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Landon Dickerson. That was Landon. No, not Landon Dickerson. It was your no, boy. It was, uh, uh, oh, who was it? The offensive lineman. White kid. <laughs> Tanner Bowles? No. No, it wasn't Tanner. Tony Brown? White no. kid from a, a Alabama high school that we, that we had no business taking him. We do this every time we talk about him. I can never remember. McLaughlin? No. No, no, this is no. the most forgettable guy ever. Was it um, recent or older? Yeah, three three years like, ago. Two years ago. Three years ago. Two, three years ago. Oh, man. Suppose he had quick. Talk. Nah, no, stop here. I can't think of them. 
Here we go. <laughs> Google Google the Google the story, JB. You'll, you'll figure it out. I don't want to do it on my phone while we're doing this, but hold on. I got a computer. So what am I what am I Googling? Uh Alabama roster and just go to the offensive lineman line. kid. He's gonna start no offensive line. Is he still at school? Is he still there? This Has is great radio. Has to be. This is fantastic. Yeah. What was his that was name? probably no. number one Did he right transfer? after Right he after I asked Clemson Tom why he's stuck in needle and what? what's his face's butt before the uh with the steroids. <laughs> yeah, that one kinda of back that that one kinda of backfired yeah. on you though. They, yeah, it didn't go so they, well. They they beat us pretty bad that day. Well when you're starting uh, you know, defense was in the casino the night before or whatever the hell they were doing. Oh yeah, I remember who who sent that picture? I can't remember was it um I don't even want to remember. It's TW, wasn't it? I'm trying to no. know. I'm trying it was, to um, think about that national championship game. Okay, it's not Tanner Bowles. Um, it's um, da, 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 da. We got Kyle Flood Jr. at linebacker. What a stud he is. Um, not Seth McLaughlin. Are you serious? We have Kyle Flood Jr.? Yeah, yeah. at linebacker. Um. Is it's not Graham Roten, whoever that is. No, this guy was is it Jackson? Is it Jackson Roby? No, no, we recruited him. It was a we recruited him. He's not a walk on. Go to 2018 recruiting class, please. Okay, or just Google Alabama offensive lineman donut DUI. It'll come up. Alabama offensive lineman DUI. Okay, let's see. If if he says it's like Tanner Bowles or something, I'm gonna be so mad. It's not Tanner Bowles. It's not. We spent ten minutes trying to figure out. Shank Shank was arrested uh, for a DUI, but I don't think it's him. No, this 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 dude was doing donuts in the RV parking lot. Hunter Brandon. Hunter Hunter Brandon. Brandon. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. He was arrested. Yep. Um, Is he still on the team? I don't. I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, God, I hope Ray, not. <laughs> yeah, he was in front of Arby's doing donuts. Yep. That's and that's him. why we asked Ben Jones what um, his favorite donut was and why it was Arby's parking lot at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Um, I think he's still on the team. That's yeah, unfortunate number, for, That's number unfortunate six, for all parties involved. Send him and Slade <laughs> to Alabama. Hey. South Al or somewhere like that. Yeah. Well, oh, shoot. Um, yeah, let's I find – What's give us one to, to wrap this up on. Um, well, I mean, I think we've broken down the game pretty good. Hey, um, can we talk about the punter? He's pretty good. I thought he did pretty good. Yeah, he's he did well good. yesterday. Um, I, love, yeah. I love Saban being like – acting like – he's acting like everybody is going crazy – that this guy's from Australia. Like he, he thinks like we have the first Australian punter well, ever. It, in Saban's world, like he just kind of probably discovered Australia about six months ago because he's just so focused on football that didn't even cross his mind that oh we could yeah. go to Australia and find a guy that. <laughs> what yeah. did he say in camp? Like we don't want him to play football. We just want him to punt. <laughs> Something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, he said we sent him over to the rugby field. <laughs> Or what he said something about they sent him over to the rugby field for a practice or something like that. 
I literally think he's like, I didn't bring him here to be a football player. I brought him here to be a punter. I I, I honestly think it was something along those lines. Like, I'm not asking I love that. I love that, though. I love that. That right. is yeah, it's, so true. Just punt the ball. Preeminent uh, Mike Bernier podcast. Um, Will Rockard's still a stud. Yep. Still, yep. The best yep. thing that happened to him last week is that was he missed that kick. Missing. Yes. Yep. 100%. Agreed. Um, and my last take from the game, Gary Danielson has gotten worse. Impossibly. We've been saying that for a decade. Worse. He's it's gotten a worse. Steady though. decline, man. Every dude, year. He, he, that's the most consistent was, dude ever, though. He's so consistent. Can I give him a compliment? He had a nice. He had a real nice tan going. He did. Did he? Yeah, he yeah. Did. He was glowing. Yeah, he had a summer glow going on, man. He yeah, I, I honestly kind of forgot about him because we haven't had a CBS game yet. And then yeah. uh, took about thirty-seven seconds, and I remembered why I can't wait for ESPN to take over all the SEC games. Yeah. Yeah, and then he we get sucks. to hear Greg McElroy call our games, and he's an idiot. Hate too. on us. Hate on us um, while he's trying to be. Non non uh, non biased. Yeah, so he goes, he's a he, he's a moron. Him, he is like Cole Cuba's like evil twin when it comes because you know how they're so different. Cole's all in on Auburn. Greg is all in on anybody but Alabama. I I can't mm-hmm. stand him. I'll be quite honest with you. I couldn't stand him like the year <laughs> after he was a quarterback at Alabama. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, we made it. How long have we been doing? An hour and 42 minutes, and I've I nothing on my end. Dude, dude, uh, hats off to you, Louie. Hats off. I'm Louis, sorry. I'm, I'm very I proud of you, man. That. I'm sorry. So, you got Greg McElroy on my mind, and I just I went blank. You went blank. It's okay. I saw red. Um, no, you're <laughs> literally. Um, Here, I'll give you, you know, a beep it go out. Go ahead. For me. You just beep I it. I will. I will beep it out for you. No, be- um, beep no. it. Say beep. Beep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's gone. It's, it's gone. the race from the annals of history. Um, no, I want to say, OG, I'm very proud of you. You've done an outstanding job of being your same colorful self. No, he did an outstanding job of not cussing. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying, but not yeah, cussing. I'm very proud yeah. of you. I'm very proud of you. One thing I can always say about Louie, he is – so 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 consistently bad and just <laughs> everything he talks about is just so consistently <laughs> wrong and bad yeah right. i had to apologize for it louis yeah okay goodness well, i guys, love you though buddy i do love you don't ever call me when your golf game's in shanghai you can't hit they can't get off the tee i don't know what i'm doing what golf club should <laughs> what golf club should i buy uh, i don't know just go buy go buy a persimmon one i don't I don't give a damn. Wow. wow. <laughs> there it goes. There and there it went goes. at an hour and 44. <laughs> we better get out of here before Louis starts making jokes again. Yeah, I, I think so too. Guys, I cannot thank you enough for joining me. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I had a great time um, talking about the Alabama-Florida game. I can't believe we went an hour, basically an hour and a half, discussing the game, breaking, it, breaking down the positives, breaking down the negatives. But um, – don't be a stranger. I would love to yeah, have y'all come back on I at some point. That's what I was about to say. I want you to extend an invite to us. If the Ole Miss game goes terribly wrong, okay. if that happens, or if any other game goes terribly wrong, I, I would like an invite back. Or I would love an invite back to the pre-Georgia game. The pre-Georgia game. You got it. If we play you this know year, 
you know we have our own podcast that we can we can talk about Alabama football on, right? Do we? Hey, I've got <laughs> I've got oblos all over the place right now. So it's when it comes down to to to, to cutting it up and like guests and stuff like that, like. I've got. Let's be real. We have we have one guest, and his name's Aaron. <laughs> uh, Drew's been on several times. We had Mark. Burnett, You're right. We, we have oh, Ben Jones. We, we've we bring Aaron and Drew have been the only real consistent guest. Mm-hmm. The happiest person that talking champions is not happening is Aaron Suttles. Oh my God! Yeah, he's like these idiots are calling me. Oh man! Oh man! Well, um, I will. I will um, make that deal with you. If okay. the game goes terribly wrong, y'all will be back on. And really, anytime y'all want to come on, y'all are more than welcome to. And then pre-Georgia, you got it. That got sounds it. like a deal to me. And uh, for our listeners out there, thank you so much. This was a little different format than what we usually do, but I think it was a good little change up to um, shake it up and um, talk it up with. LG and Jamie, great stuff by them. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media for up-to-date info and polls that we're doing. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, um, basically anywhere that you get your podcast. And be sure to support our sponsors, Play Action Pools, and our guy Graham um, at GrahamShopGrams.com to add some vintage streetwear to your wardrobe. And uh, you know, thank you again, LG and Jamie, and. The Pigskin Cafe, it's closing for now, but until the next time we talk to you, chew on that. Yep. Roll, Pete.